Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Kevin Deers from Metal Shop. As you may have guessed, I wanted to pop on here real quick and make an important dedication tonight. Now, this is uh, really never an easy thing to do, but this one is especially hard. This past Wednesday, we lost Trevor Sternad, the vocalist of the Black Dahlia Murder at the young age of 41. The band broke the news Wednesday afternoon with a heartfelt message, followed by a link to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, which is 800 800- 273-8255. Trevor Sternad was a force in the world of underground heavy metal and was, as the band described, a walking encyclopedia of metal. Trevor was always such a champion of the underground scene and used his huge platform as vocalist for the Black Dahlia Murder, one of the biggest bands in metal, to spread the word and preach the gospel of heavy music. He was feverishly passionate about extreme music and it was nothing short of infectious. The rock and roll and metal world is grieving as Trevor Sternad leaves us with so many memories and so many smiles and so many good times and so many killer songs and killer albums. We need to understand that mental health awareness is more important than ever, especially considering the last two years we've been through together. At the end of their message on social media, the Black Dahlia Murder gave the number to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And I'd like to share that again with you now, so if you or someone you know is in a crisis, call 800-273-8255 or visit imlistening.org. Again, this is dedicated to the memory, the music, and the life of Trevor Sternad. Typically on Fridays, I, I post an interview on this feed right here, Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. And uh, this week I was ready to go with my interview with Code Orange. Uh, we're gonna have to wait a week because I decided to just drop that plan and put together this special tribute show to Trevor Sternad. Now I have a few messages and memories from fans that I compiled from Twitter. Uh, on at Metal Shop KISW. I chatted with a couple listeners and friends 
And at the end, we're going to cap things off with an interview that I actually conducted with Trevor Sternad right in the beginning of the pandemic in 2020, right as the band was releasing the amazing album Verminous. Seriously, go back, revisit that album. Incredible album. They had to drop off their tour with Testament due to the lockdown. And uh, what you're going to actually hear is an incredibly passionate music lover. Uh, You'll hear it just emanating from him, man. Someone who exuded pure love of all things metal and took every given opportunity to geek out about it. This morning, I was thinking about all the times I've seen the Black Dahlia murder, and it was so many more than I can count. Uh, The first time I saw them was alongside Terror and Unearth back in 2004 or 2005. Can't quite remember the year, but I went and saw the Seattle show, and then we actually traveled down to Portland and saw the show the night after. And the last time I saw them was in 2021, and it was actually my first show back from lockdown. So imagine that, not seeing anyone for like a year and a half, not seeing any live music, and the first show I come back is a packed, jam-packed, sold-out El Corazon, and it is this lineup. Rivers of Nile, Carnifex, and Undeath and Black Dahlia Murder, And it was incredible, man. There was so much energy and excitement and just smiles on people's faces as they were getting back into this thing that they love, metal. The Black Dahlia Murder played an incredible set, as always. And unfortunately, that will be the last time I see Trevor Sternad live. Recently, I've enjoyed watching a new YouTube series called Symposium of Sickness where Trevor Sternad joined forces with a homie of mine named Schuler Benson, a.k.a. Death Metal Radio on Twitter, and a guy named Patrick Bruss from a band called Crypticus. They got super nerdy and dissected the intricacies and minutia of all things death metal. Their most recent episode was on the band Vader, and uh, this podcast, YouTube show, it was the perfect listen for a nerd like me who wanted to find out more and more and more about all these bands and these were the perfect three guys to hear about it from i was loving every minute of it so it's only fitting then that i start this tribute to trevor sternad off with his co-host of symposium of sickness mr Schuler benson aka death metal radio so take it away Schuler. what's up metal shop it's Schuler from death metal radio death metal lost an icon this week man uh, most of us knew Trevor Sternad as the singer of the Black Dahlia Murder, and if that's how you knew him, uh, you know it's what he was born to do. The Black Dahlia Murder is a killer death metal band by any standard, and while the instrumentation is legendary, what Trevor brought to the band was more than just this dynamic dual vocal delivery and this endlessly energetic live show. Um, his lyrics were magical. <laughs> He was a gifted writer and storyteller, and while the talent came from him, uh, the tools that he worked with came from his heroes. Part of what made Trevor stand out as an artist was how open and enthusiastic he was about the music that influenced him. And that same enthusiasm also made him one of death metal's most visible emissaries, one of our most vocal advocates you know the dude was always repping a shirt always plugging young bands he would lend his voice to just about anybody that asked uh, and he always took time to like nerd out on other bands with fans of his band you know he truly made you feel like a friend um, I was a huge fan of his work since 2003 and in the last year I've been lucky enough to become his friend 
and share some great conversations about this music that we love so much with him and with Patrick from Crypticus. Um, for those of us who are hurting right now, uh, I think that's one of the best things that we can do to make ourselves feel better and to honor his legacy. Listen to his music, share his music, but extend that same passion into talking about other music. Try and influence somebody else the way he influenced you. That's true immortality. When what you leave behind after you're gone isn't just stuff, but the people that you changed. I want to try and be like that. Thank you, Trevor. We love you. Back here with Kevin Deers on Metal Shop Backstage Pass, and I wanted to share a couple tweets directed at Metal Shop KISW. Uh, they were in reference to, you know, favorite memories of Trevor and, and, and of Black Dahlia murder. And uh, Rick Sanderson said, uh, The first time I heard them was listening to Miasma on a Sounds of the Underground CD. I was a new metal kid at the time, and Black Dahlia murder opened my eyes to death metal. They've been my favorite band since. I thought they had two vocalists at first, LOL. Trevor Sternad had such amazing range. That's absolutely true. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
films versus video. Wally Balls, apparently, on Twitter said, First time I saw the Black Dahlia murder, they played El Corazon with Cannibal Corpse and wore Hawaiian shirts during their set. Longtime fans since Unhallowed saw Hypocrisy last night at Club Sur, and they blasted Black Dahlia murder as I got into the venue. What a trip. Just a couple quick messages from Metal Shop listeners. We appreciate all of the input, and we appreciate all the memories with Trevor Sternad. Now, one person I thought of today when I was thinking about, you know, the Black Dahlia murder and Trevor is a guy named Johnny Myrick. He's a local musician here in the Northwest. He plays in so many bands. This guy is extremely passionate about heavy music. He plays drums in Toxic Rain, Hellas, Fishy Mushroom, Ghost Blood, uh, and he is a diehard Black Dahlia Murder fan. I mean, when he when Black Dahlia Murder would come out with an album, he'd get the deluxe, deluxe, deluxe package. He'd get every single merchandise item he could and uh, rep it very very proudly his main picture on facebook is a picture with trevor and uh, he's just a diehard black dahlia fan so i reach out to to johnny to get some words about trevor about how he's feeling right now and and i let him speak his mind about what he's going through right now and chat a little bit about black dahlia murder and about his history with trevor hi this is johnny myrick and i really just want to take a few minutes to talk about trevor sternad and the impact that him and his music had on me personally. For me, the Black Dahlia Murder was one of the very first death metal bands that I I really gravitated to, and it really helped create my love for harder, more extreme music. I remember What a Horrible Night to Have a Curse got released as DLC on Rock Band 2, and at the time, it was the hardest song in the game on every instrument (laughs) and since it was my first time listening to death metal didn't understand a single word the dude was saying but I loved the music so I remember for my birthday that year I got a bunch of birthday money and I wanted to buy music because I I'd just gotten into metal. I just got into punk. I just got into all of it. And first thing I did when I walked into that store was look for Nocturnal because I wanted to know what the hell he was saying and what a horrible night to have a curse. And reading those liner notes for the first time was amazing i mean the man was the stanley kubrick of death metal lyrics he was fantastic at not just telling you a story but showing it to you and to me that's when i knew that the black dahlia murder was going to be an extremely special band to me but i I certainly didn't know that they would be my favorite band of all time. Besides the amazing music that he left for us, he also spent so much time showing support to other bands and giving giving them an audience. And if you follow him on Twitter 
or you followed Metal Injection or Metal Sucks or, or any of those those types of news sites, they'd talk about Trevor constantly. And he always had some some band to tell you about. And I can tell you that he made it so that I had a whole bunch of bands that I'd never heard of exposed to me. And that was always something to look forward to. And it was something that I, I absolutely admire about him. And he'd be so willing to share so many other people's music in front of his audience whether they liked it or not he liked it and that's all he cared about he was like hey this band is awesome you should check them out go and do that um it's gonna be weird not seeing that from him anymore cause he he was an absolute pillar to the metal community for so many years and it it sucks knowing that he's he's no longer with us. When I when I think about Trevor, um, there's a phrase that comes to mind, and it's it's spread riffs, not hate, because that's what he would do every day. And I never saw him be problematic in the slightest any single time. And he certainly never seemed like he had any sort of ego about him. I only got to meet him one time at Summer Slaughter Tour 2017 where they played Nocturnal front to back. That was the first and only time that I got to meet Trevor. But, you know, thankfully it wasn't the only time that I got to see the Black Dolly murder because <laughs> something about that guy, every single time he was on stage, he, he had my undivided attention and all of my energy he he just absolutely made me want to go harder than I've ever gone before and it, it, it sucks because I was really looking forward to next time I get to see them next time I get to see Trev do what he does um, yeah, it's, it's, it's selfish, but as a fan, you know, that's what you end up missing the most. You end up missing new music. You end up missing getting to see that person live. And, you know, I know that it's selfish, but he, he wasn't my friend. You know, I, I, I didn't get to know him like that. I was lucky to get to talk to him on social media sometimes. Very rarely, you know, wasn't bugging the dude, but sometimes I'd post something on Twitter and, you know, he'd respond or he'd repost it or something. And, and that was always awesome. That always just absolutely made my day. And it, it just sucks because metal and, I mean, just the world in general needs more Trevor's. We need more people out there who are just down to make awesome art, have a good time, and, and put other people's art out in front of their audience the same way that he did. 
it's it's a hard time out there for a lot of us because so many people look up to Trevor and knowing that he's gone just it just sucks man one last thing that I want to say is please check in on your loved ones please let them know that you love them because depression is real and just like any other illness out there you either beat it or it beats you it's a it's a very real thing and i guarantee you that the world is a better place with you in it i know it's easier said than done but if you need help please please seek it out i'm sure you have loved ones that are more than happy to do their best and there are a lot of resources out there that you can turn to I know that it's easier said than done because a lot of the times we we start to feel like this and we start to feel like we don't deserve the help but that's not true and if there's someone that you love and care about that you haven't talked to in a little bit reach out to them because you just you, you never know you just never know Man, that was that was honest. That was real, and uh, that was heavy. But uh, we're going to switch things up a bit, and uh, I'm going to now end this episode with the man himself. This is an interview that I conducted with Trevor Sternad in uh, 2020, right as the pandemic was starting and uh, Verminous was being released via Metal Blade Records. They had to drop off their tour with Testament, which is a huge bummer. No, they were really looking forward to that. I was looking forward to seeing Black Dahlia with Testament. That was going to be like the biggest tour they had been on. Um, At least that's what Trevor was saying in this interview. So this is just an opportunity for us to listen to Trevor. And uh, I just want to celebrate the guy, celebrate his wit, his humor, his love of metal, and all things Trevor Sternad. So without any further ado, thank you so much for listening to this special tribute to Trevor Sternad. R.I.P. Trevor Sternad. Listen to some Black Dahlia murder today. And here's my interview with Trevor Sternad from 2020. R.I.P. Trevor. It's 99.9 KISW Metal Shop. I'm recording from home. Uh, it is it is on lockdown here in Washington State. So I'm talking to Trevor Sternad from Black Dahlia Murder. Uh, their new record, Verminous, is coming out April 17th on uh, Metal Blade Records. It's their ninth album on Metal Blade. We've been playing the singles uh, from it. Very much looking forward to the record. But uh, first off, where are you calling from? And are, are you pretty much just staying inside? Uh, yeah, I am locked down in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I've been living out here for the last two years, and uh, it was uh, shut down before I even came back from South Africa. So this is yeah. probably my 10th day on lockdown, but the people here have been locked down a little bit longer. So, Trevor, how are you holding up, man, and, and how are you staying busy, and like, uh, are you getting star crazy? Um, a little bit, but I mean, I'm kind of a homebody when I'm at home from tour anyway. I kind of get my fill of human interaction out on tour. Sure. And, uh, so it's not entirely too different from what I would normally do, you know, hanging out in my pajama pants, (laughs) listening to lots of music, um, doing lots of press right now, which has been a good kind of, uh, a good problem to have, you know, uh, because the uh, impending record release and, uh, 
Yeah, man, just kind of sitting here waiting, dude. Um, uh, it's pretty obvious that our tour with Testament is about to be thwarted by this. Sure. I yeah. mean, guys in the band have it. Yeah. Which is very unfortunate. You know, I'm pulling for Chuck. It seems like he's on the up now. Good, good. According good. Yeah. To, to Metal Press. But uh, yeah, you know, that's obviously going to get nixed here pretty soon, which is a huge bummer. I mean, that was like uh, going to be a big chunk of our income for the year. And yeah. Probably the biggest tour we've ever been afforded, you know? So. Mm-hmm. It's it's a little bit sad, but but you know everybody's going through this right now, and just gotta kind of keep it positive. And you know, I'm just focusing on the record release, and uh, everything seems to be online with that, and pre-orders are flying, and uh, people are seeming to like it so far. So you know, I'm just kind of staying with that excitement. Absolutely, man. And, and you know, you mentioned uh, some some definite bummer news there, but like. There's so much bummer news and coming from everyone and and it's uh and not to downplay what you're going through or what my friends are going through but it's there's almost a sense of uh community coming from like hey man like seriously like this uh, it, it it's it's almost a better feeling knowing that everyone's going through some now and it's not just us it's not just right. me or it's, you it's kind of like leveled the playing field in yeah. a way you know what i mean everybody's suffering right now everybody is going through this so yeah it's just interesting times you know never dealt with anything like this mm-hmm. obviously you know it's, it's just uh it's 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 interesting and they started with a two-week lockdown yeah. but it's been like i think that was just to ease us all into it mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah but uh, yeah, then it's gonna be, it's gonna get interesting a month from now. I think. <laughs> I think so too, man. And, and and all we can do is just kind of try to. And that's what I'm doing, man. I'm doing a lot more interviews and a lot more podcasts. I actually just started like uh, doing some video interviews on YouTube just to keep myself busy and also just try to create some content because people, you know, want something to. I mean, obviously, you know, we want to find out the news. We want to keep, uh, you know, in the know about things. But at the same time, sometimes you need some distractions, some positive things. To to look into you know and uh, oh for sure for sure i think everybody is looking for that distraction right now so as as far as like the timing of our our, our record release i like, know it's, it's bad to be coming out during <laughs> the pandemic you Imagine know like that. i think that that people will be locked down the first week of sure. you know the release so that's kind of going to take a hit for that but uh at the same time it's nice to be releasing something that people will have you know, that hopefully lift their spirits a little bit mm-hmm. and they'll have plenty of time to dissect it, you know? So, uh, so that's a good thing. And <laughs> yeah. also, you know, we filmed so much content yep. and stuff like beforehand, uh, just for the, the, the timeliness of the release. But now like, you know, people need content. So oh, yeah. it's, like, it's a good, you know, it's working out a little bit. Man, so dude, the album coming out during this crazy time, it's this is gonna be some an album like this is not gonna be an album you forget about. Like not saying that like the album, you know, is forgettable in any way, but this is just gonna put that that extra little thing like, hey, remember when we released that record, our ninth album, and uh dude, the entire world was <laughs> Yeah, and and we had songs about a, a plague ending the world on oh, the record, and just God. you know, the the whole concept of like the vermin uh, carrying the plague 
And, uh, uh, you know, a year and a half ago when we were tracking this album, we had no idea, mm-hmm. obviously, that this was going to be so, like, timely. But, yeah, they definitely won't forget this record, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the record here in a second. But as far as um, just some things maybe you would suggest, like, or some things that are keeping you sane as far as, like, uh, do you have there been any shows you've been deep diving or movies that you've kind of put on to forget about some craziness? What would you suggest for people? Uh, well, I think everybody has seen Game of Thrones except me, but that's what I've been doing lately, just like bulldozing through it. Nice. And uh, I remember like when it came out, I, t- I took one look at it and I was like, no, no, thanks. This isn't going to work for me. <laughs> but uh once I dove in, like it's it's as good as everyone said. It's, it's okay. definitely definitely been a fun ride, and definitely kicks a lot of my D and D boxes from back in the day. You yeah, know? so that that's exciting. But I've uh, just been playing a lot of video games and listening to a lot of music, and uh, I'm conspiring to maybe do some streaming of said video games Ooh. that would be something to like pass the time and maybe yeah. have a little bit of income trickling in which would be nice dude yeah and, hell yeah uh, it's something i've been putting off for a while and like i have the camera for it and mm-hmm. everything just got to kind of like figure out how to do it but uh that seems like a good good use of time and there's literally uh, no yeah. excuse at this point there's no excuse to say like hey i don't have the time nope mother- <laughs> the time <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt. Uh, so, the again, the record of Verminous is coming out April 17th. Um, but uh, I wanted to ask a couple questions about the record. So, going into the album, it being your ninth, uh, did you guys have any different approach? Or did you want to tweak anything? Or uh, how do you guys go into, you know, because you guys are, have been a long and, and, and uh, time-tested band. Uh, how do you guys approach writing a, a brand new album? Honestly, no, nothing really deviated from from the norm. You know, uh, yeah. we just kind of started writing songs and passing them through the emails and stuff. But you know, I think that there's been like an overarching effort to make a more various album, which this definitely is. I think this is the most variety we've ever seen on a record. Yeah. So like, you know, the, the ambition has been slowly creeping in to do that. And, uh, you know, I feel like we, we kind of started a new era with Nightbringers and having Brandon Ellis come into the fold totally as a, so- a songwriter. Yeah. And, uh, he's definitely like, uh, you know, he left a, quite a stamp on that record but he definitely like has spread his wings in the band here so you know like one thing i noticed right away was that there was a lot more variety you know we're trying new things like mining from different um different corners of the metal metal spectrum you know a bit more from like uh classic heavy metal a new wave of british heavy metal hell yeah uh there's a song on there, uh, Feast of the Wereworm, that's pretty uh, King Diamond influenced, oh, which is uh, yeah. different for us. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, it feels like uh, like we didn't really plan any plan it, but it seems like a bigger evolutionary jump than we would normally take between two records. You know, I feel like we're really it was really ambitious this time around and uh it, in that way it made it hard to choose the singles because the singles like especially the first one we put out verminous that's probably the most straightforward most like typical black dahlia song on the record okay but uh it was hard to select the singles because you can't really like summarize the record with them because it's just so they're so vastly different you know all the songs so but um yeah man you know there's always this selfish need to like be more creative and and more technical yeah in our playing and songwriting chops you know like 
it, it feels like every record we write is harder to play than the last. Oh no. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's kind of like, it's a good, it's a good problem. It, it feels really rewarding when you get up on stage and yeah. you play through a more complex song and um, a more texturous, more, you know, emotive song. And that's kind of what we've been going for instead of just trying to be the most extreme version of the band we can be but just trying to make songs that really last and that are really anthemic and more emotive, you know? And it's, I, I feel like we've been too aggressive at times and too technical. Huh, okay. And we've made records that just came out like a barrage, you know, where it's just too much, too many songs in the red at all times. Sure. And that, that can be, become kind of static, I think, you know? Like, uh it, it's just I have a million records in my in my collection that are that are too extreme to make it through. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's like that that's definitely a you know a problem. So we tried to be as colorful as we could and as creative and um yeah, man, you know, I feel like we we uh covered some new ground on this record, but also it's part of the the, uh, the plan to always be recognizable as Black Dahlia from the first notes, you know, so it's kind of a interesting line to straddle. You want to deviate uh, a bit, but you don't want to like, you know, leave your fans kind of like hanging like, hey, uh, what, 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 this is the, uh, where's the Black Dahlia I loved? Right, yeah, deviate, but not alienate, you oh, know, and that's I, a good way to put it. And I, I feel like, like, I think we all, you know, feel like we've known the, the formula for a Black Dahlia song for a long time, but it's really just in the the minutia, in the small small choices and details that you can make during songwriting, and um, that make it make the songs better. You know, some better than others. So uh, you know, we've just been learning with age and and experience. And uh, you know, I don't feel like this is a record that we could have made ten years ago. You know, there's uh, it's definitely um, more informed. Uh, musically and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm really excited to see what people think about it, dude. Uh, it's something I'm I'm actually anxious to see. I haven't um, seen any of them physically, but I, I saw the pre-order packages for the D and D kind of D and D influenced Black Dahlia Murder uh, pre-order package. So uh, I I am not a D and D guy personally. Uh, my my neighbor and my roommates play it. It looks really fascinating. I've never done the deep dive on it, but fill me in. How exactly do you guys? have a a black dahlia murder game uh it's it's a one-off adventure for D for fifth edition and uh it's basically themed around the album's artwork and some lyrical themes awesome and uh yeah you know we've been flirting with the idea of like a role-playing kit for a long time mm-hmm. for a pre-order like but it only started as like dice and a dice bag and like a dungeon master's screen but this time um our merch guru kareem peter who uh who runs night shift merch our merch yeah. company yep and he's a, a long time like kind of like sixth member of the band i would say he used to be our tour manager for about 10 years and you know he's a really close close confidant of the band and he's like yo man let's do that role-playing thing but let's like take it up a notch let's have an adventure made you know oh absolutely so, uh, dude so we contacted some uh people that we knew dungeon punks uh wrote it and uh nerd gore illustrated it so it has its own like individual artwork for it so cool and uh yeah it came out really cool and um you know there's a there's a big crossover 
for uh, I mean, metal is a nerdy music, you yeah, know what I mean? And, sure. and D&D is definitely nerdy. So there's, there's a big crossover there, and there's been a lot of uh, excitement out of the gate about it. And it's definitely helped the pre-order pick up some steam. That's awesome. And that's your only hope now. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to... Um, convince people to buy a physical copy when uh you know streams are just readily available and um so you know it's you got to be creative with this kind of thing and for us this time it was the uh the D adventure and the slime filled vinyls that we did and it was so a very awesome. limited amount of slime filled vinyls because they were insanely uh painstaking to make and mm-hmm. very expensive but um you know, there was only uh, 50 available to the public, so we knew we were going to be pissing people off right out of the gate. You know, that was kind of <laughs> like, it was kind of bittersweet to, yeah. to do that, but also just that they existed mm-hmm. made such a big stink in, the, in, in metal news and media and stuff that, like, that kind of helped with the pre-orders, too, so... Uh, yeah, we definitely got lucky this time to kind of, like, hone in on a couple good ideas and see them, see them into fruition, you know? Dude, that's that's so killer, and and, and uh, you know, I caught uh, something you said there about how hard it is to get people to buy physical copies while streams are readily available. And and you, uh, I follow you on social media, and 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 some of the articles you you write, uh, and and you are someone who still uh, loves buying physical like CDs specifically of metal bands. Um, what uh, you know, what makes you want to continue to just like be the the physical copy guy and and have like a huge CD collection? Um, it's just what I know. It's just what I like, you know, uh, the, the collectability kind of is an aspect of appeal for me. Um, and, uh, you know, just staying the course from what I've always known pretty much. Like I still use streaming services, like at times they're very convenient, very easy. And uh, especially for playing for me, like I don't have a music collection outside of metal, you know, a physical collection. So, but I like all kinds of music, but you know, metal and uh buying metal records is where my my heart lies you know so i try to kind of like set an example with my my columns and stuff and uh in hopes that uh people will pick up physical copies and you know especially on a very the small scale that these death metal bands are working yeah you know these smaller labels and stuff like one physical copy like is a it's felt by the band you know what i mean like it's not just like a faceless thing like these bands are small and like you know just word of mouth is like the best kind of power that metal has i feel like still so so for me as you know streaming is to, to check things out and uh but i'm always i'm feeling um obligated to buy buy things and you know support bands through those avenues and um yeah you know i just think that there's a real collecting culture in in death metal and uh in the underground, you know, and then that's just part of that whole like nerdy appeal of it. Absolutely, man. And, and that's one thing about metalheads too, is, is, um, it seems like metalheads and, and, and metal fans and even fans of like punk, hardcore, more underground, aggressive music are more likely to purchase music and more likely to go out and actually support the artists that they see at, you know, whether it be a venue like El Corazon or a venue like a VFW hall, you know, they see the right and they, they have that connection. So it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, that, that's why you have, you know, a band like Power Trip, which is huge in our scene yeah that like they don't have that many streams because their culture is for people that buy records you know what i mean totally that like support physical copies Mm -hmm. and actually go out to shows and stuff so you know streams aren't everything you can't judge every 
every band's worth just on their streams. You know what I mean? Oh, that's a good point. And, um, so uh, I, I wanted to know about, uh, so you do write these articles and you get a lot of bands, uh, specifically a band from Seattle that I saw, uh, on your, uh, oxygen destroyer, freaking awesome band. Um, you're an outspoken supporter of these underground metal bands through your columns and through, you know, just your, your platform that you have being in a, in a very popular metal band. Uh, what are some new bands you think that we should get on our radar? Maybe just a couple that you've been jamming. Um, I would recommend everything that's coming out on Maggot Stomp records. Yeah. Uh, really like Maggot Stomp. Uh, Frozen Soul is awesome. Mortal Wound is probably my favorite of the bunch. Um, but yeah, it's like they're one of those labels right now that uh, everything they put out is is just like a automatic buy. You know nice, what I mean? Dude. And um, what else? Uh, Temple of Void. Uh, I mean, they're not exactly new now, but uh, sure. I feel like they don't get enough love. They're uh, from Detroit, where we're from, mm-hmm. and they play like old school death doom, like early Paradise Lost, hell yeah, kind of stuff. And uh, their new record just dropped, uh, "The World That Was," on uh, Shadow Kingdom Records, and that's going to make some waves, man. So definitely recommend getting on that ahead of the curb. And uh, let me think, what else? Um, I just picked up the new Molested Divinity album. Oh, I haven't heard that yet. Uh, it, yeah, in Brutal Circles, like they're definitely like gaining a lot of ground, and uh, they have the singer from uh, Cenotaph from Turkey. Oh, uh oh, Turkish band. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, it's very brutal, very guttural. Yeah, you know, very fast. Uh, highly recommend that one. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Nice, dude. So uh, if you, you know, and it doesn't have to be new bands. It could just be like all time favorites or just some stuff you would try to uh, try to jam, man. Uh, if you hosted your own radio show, say you took the place of Metal Shop for a night. What would you play, dude? Uh, play some Autopsy. Yeah. Uh, Mental Funeral is one of my favorite death mm-hmm. metal records. Uh, Grave. Definitely um, Hating Life is like a really underrated record from them. I think people kind of that record when it came out. But um, it's definitely awesome. Uh, a lot of uh, lyrical influence for me from that album. Okay. 
there were some necrophilia themes, but it wasn't just like oh, it was more like like this love beyond the grave and like a relationship that oh, went beyond the grave. Romantic, you know, kind of like yeah, yeah. That really kind of like left a mark on me. Just how the the romance of it and the kind of creepiness of it that made it seem more real you know what i mean than your standard necrophilia tropes so <laughs> that definitely left a mark on me and i'm you know I'm, i've done a lot of necrophilia songs with black Dahlia, obviously and, yeah uh, but yeah t- grave hating life uh very cool record um what else uh lots of old thrash stuff i've been kind of like mining thrash history the last couple years cool uh, there's just so many like great albums that were glossed over and it was such a like overcrowded genre at the time. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like just so many albums came out and uh, a lot of which weren't on my radar, but uh, uh, Zentrix from the UK has been getting a lot of airtime for me. Um, the album shattered existence. It's very like Bay area thrash influenced, very Metallica esque. Yeah. But uh, you know, the songs are really strong and, very catchy stuff but uh yeah man you know i've uh i've been making some playlists and and uh you know i'm gonna put them out there to the world try to entertain some people for a while hopefully with it but uh i, I could definitely get into uh being a dj of sorts on you know on the air that'd be awesome hell yeah man well i mean you're you're busy enough but you know if you ever think about a second little little day gig you know that or night gig actually rather no one's playing metal during the day on on radio stations <laughs> <laughs> right right uh but I, uh, I, I have a uh gimme radio takeover coming in the in the pretty soon uh yeah. Like li- lined up with the album coming out and uh I put some put some real hits on that one. Hell yeah, man. Uh all right, well let's let's think here about uh like going back, going back in the uh Trevor uh, memory banks. What was the first CD tape vinyl first physical piece of music that you ever purchased on your own with your own money not given to you by like a cool older brother or your your mom or something? What was the first album you ever went and bought on your own? <sighs> Ooh, man, it has to be something really funny, like uh, <laughs> Fresh Prince uh, and DJ Jazzy Jeff, okay. Summertime, yeah. that record, almost Summertime on it, or um, <laughs> it might have been TLC, the first TLC album. Oh, yeah. I was on the TLC uh, tip. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. And uh, Or it might have been another bad creation. You know, I was definitely like <laughs> taping all of these these songs off the radio at the yeah. time and you know um but uh my first metal records were um i think countdown to extinction was probably the first cd that i ever bought with my money yeah but that was i was kind of coming in right at the end of tapes and the segue into cds you know uh but that's the record that like blew the whole metal world open for me and kind of made me realize that metal was my thing and there were other people out there like me. And, you know, I, I felt kind of like an alien before that, you know, I, um, the world of sports didn't really have much appeal to me and just yep. the other things that seemed to excite people just didn't work for me. So the day of sixth grade, when I came home and saw the symphony of destruction video, it, it definitely changed my life. <laughs> That's awesome, man. And and dude, that band is still going strong and 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 uh, Dave Mustaine beating cancer, freaking awesome. Um Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's great. Uh what's what we know about the first album now? What's the last album you purchased? Um uh Twitch of the Death Nerve. I'm looking at the CD right now. Cool. Uh 
It's on uh, Comatose Music. Yeah. The album is A Resting Place for the Raffle. And uh, it's very guttural, brutal death metal from the UK. Uh, highly recommend it if you like if you like it gross. Nice. And I do like it gross. Uh, all right, Trevor. So your vocals, I mean, you just have so much character and, and like you can immediately just be like, oh, that's that's Trevor from Black Dahlia. What were some of your vocal influences like growing up? Um, you know, when you when you were uh, going to start a band or you were getting into death metal, who were some of your favorite vocalists that inspired your style? Uh, definitely Carcass is like the biggest influence on me. And, uh, it was the earlier records where they had two vocalists and the interplay between the high voice and the low voice, Mm -hmm. you know? So I really liked that approach and the, uh, the layering thereof, you know, a high and a low together and makes that kind of like deicide kind of thing going on. Totally. And, uh, that just, I thought that was so gross and so like, so different you know and uh so when we started the band i was trying to do the two different voices and i remember like recording the first demo and like doing those layering tricks and just thinking wow this is so cool hell yeah you know (laughs) but uh, another uh big influence is uh ben falgos from uh soylent green yes yes he uh it's one of the best front men out there and uh while we were recording that that same demo in 2001 mm-hmm. uh we went to a show in detroit after the session and it was immolation headlining and goat whore was direct support that's awesome and uh, just seeing uh, the, the way he performed and like kind of spoke with his hands and like um this was like so expressive with his body up there yeah and it really like affected me and like started the whole like having singing with the claw thing, you know yeah. what I mean? And kind of like the whole gremlin stance of it. And yeah, you know, and he's also one of those um, multifaceted vocalists with a, you know, multiple voices. He's got the low and the high and he's also just a really inspiring dude. You know, he's a really positive force in, in the scene and, um, Man, I've we've toured with with him and uh, his bands like so many times, and I don't think I've ever seen him play a bad show nice. or be in a bad mood. Like the guy is just you can't stop him, man. You know he uh, endured those uh, accidents where the uh, Soylent crashed their van, and mm-hmm. he had to get surgery on his on his feet and on his. Uh, they had to like take a piece of his stomach and put it on his foot, like uh, to like graft it on. So, I mean, he's been through a lot, and, uh, you know, he recorded uh, the second Goat Whore album, like, sitting in a wheelchair, basically. Wow. You know, and, like, you just can't stop the guy. Like, nothing can stop him, you know? So he's just, like, I don't know. He's a hero to me, for sure. Dude, that's awesome. And, and you guys are label mates, and, like you said, you've toured a lot. That's really cool. Yeah, you know, I've made no bones about it to him, you know? I I, I tell him that he's the man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, you talked about the claw that you have on stage and kind of that that gremlin stance that you mentioned. Uh, have you ever had any like really gnarly, kind of like cringy, embarrassing moments on stage? And if so, like, is there anything that stands out? Oh, uh, there, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff, man. There's a <laughs> <laughs> there's a show in Arizona where uh, we were playing a very small venue with Gate Creeper. Nice, and, um, yeah. This girl was there and she was terrorizing me. Like she pantsed me, like pulled down my shorts in front of everyone, and my little weenie went flapping. Oh my god! And like, and like, 
she just kept me and like like swatting the mic out of my hands and like just like like she knew I wasn't gonna do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It was such a weird dynamic. It was awful. At the end of the set, I went up to her. I was like, "Yep, I hate you." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, there's another time I, uh, that popped into my mind where yeah. uh, we we're at this outdoor festival in mm-hmm. Europe and we we're about to go on and it's starting to rain and uh, Walls of Jericho is there waiting in the wings, kind of nice. like checking us out. And yep. they're local. They're like local heroes to us. You know, when we were kids, they were in this band Earth Mover. Oh, that, that band like kicks the ass, kings, dude. Yeah. yeah, man. And they were the kings, you know, of being in Detroit. Yep. And uh, we recorded with Mike from, from uh, Walls, like our first record on hollowed. So, um, we're like, all right, cool. Here's our chance to like show them what we've been up to, yeah. you know, and like really rock them out and yeah. like, impress, impress the, uh, older generation. And, uh, first, like first notes of the set, I get up there, step in this big puddle, and go like feet overhead, like, <laughs> like, like completely uh, just wipe out and knock the wind out of myself. Like the first moment of the set, oh and I just God. remember, like, of course, of course, right now, you know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's certainly a couple different, uh, you know, looking. Uh, yeah, that's that's uh, certainly answered my question, dude. Thank you. Um, <laughs> All right, man. So uh, just a couple more questions. Uh, we're talking with Trevor from Black Dahlia Murder. Uh, their new record, Verminous, is coming out April 17th on Metal Blade Records. All right. So uh, we all know the big four of Thrash, Slayer, Anthrax, Metallica, Megadeth. For you, Trevor, you're a huge death metal head. What are your big four of death metal? Ooh, oh, man, this is going to be hard. Um, like a bunch of bands pop immediately into my mind. Um Suffocation for sure. Um, Pearson Within was my first death metal record ever. That's my favorite. Um, yeah. It's so good, so good. Uh, Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. Um, <sighs> oh, this is hard. Obituary. <laughs> yeah. Also. Yeah. Uh, love them. Love cause of death the most. And uh, I guess Autopsy will have to be the fourth one. All right, man. And uh, I feel like they're the more underrated of the. Uh, of the four mentioned, you know? Yeah. But, um, I think since they reformed, they've been picking up a lot of steam and like, you know, the records they made in the early days were just classic, man, just classic, like doomed out, um, just slow diseased death metal. Highly recommended. And, and, you know, I don't ask like, you know, all together, like the big four, I just ask like, what's your personal big four. So I like you answer that with, uh, your personal favorites. So, but then I didn't say carcass too, so like I'm already blaspheming, you know. <laughs> like it's <laughs> so it's just four is just not enough. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And and then that's with thrash too. Like you can't say big four and then be like, well, what about Exodus? What about Testament? What about Overkill? Uh, what about Death Angel? So right, yeah. There was always got to be more than four. Um, all right, Trevor. So. Uh, after all this, you know, this mess subsides and hopefully we're on the other side of it. And uh, whenever that time frame is, uh, in your opinion, um, how will the world change in a positive way coming out of this? What are some positive side effects that you could see possibly coming out of this? Uh, well, you know, I'm hoping that this is going to lead to some kind of change with the healthcare. Mm-hmm. You know, like people are really going to realize how much we need to, like, eliminate healthcare as a business. You know what I mean? As like a, as like a money making sure, like yeah. really get something in place. But you know, I, I hope that, um, 
that, you know, uh, that people are communicating. I hope that it kind of brings us together in a way, you know, it seems like you said earlier, like it seems to be working in that, in that regard, you know, but, yeah. and I, you know, I just hope that, um, yeah, that when we come out on the other side of this, that, uh, that we're all stronger for it, you know? Absolutely, man. And uh, I think there's there's a good chance we will be. And we'll all certainly, uh, if we're safe to go to concerts, I think we'll all like really, really appreciate even a, for a band that we don't even like. We'll be like, yes, music. I don't even like this band. <laughs> I didn't quite really think about that. But yeah, people are going to be extra excited to go back to concerts. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, maybe less people will be taking us for granted out there, you know, like spending all our time driving around in vans and stuff you know totally man we'll all be like uh i saw like a meme that was like hey hello uh it was like dear rock gods please if you give us concerts back we promise not to be on our cell phones the whole time (laughs) yeah that would be that would be nice um so there's a we're barrage with like bad news and and it's hard to be in that constant uh like feedback cycle um but so just uh personally i like to ask uh some people that i've been speaking with lately um within the last couple of weeks uh trevor what are a couple of things that you're personally grateful for oh man just i mean i'm grateful for this entire experience of uh the black dahlia murder uh yeah, having six growing success over the years and surviving different uh, trends in, in heavy music mm-hmm. and uh, still being here coming up on 20 years, you know? So it's like my dream is still unfolding, Yeah, you know, like it didn't just, uh, didn't just end, but uh, you know, being an abandoned is something that you have to like constantly maintain, you know, as a, as a, like doing it as a career, there's no like, no stopping in, in sight ever. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like married, married to the road, but, um, yeah, just, I'm so thankful for that. This is my life and to have so many, uh, great fans and, and, uh, to have a voice in the metal scene and to help other bands out. And, you know, it's just, uh, definitely, you know, this is definitely a good time to reflect on the good things. Absolutely, man. And, and uh, there is a lot of good things. You know, they might be kind of buried sometimes within uh, the headlines, but there are a lot of really good things. And you guys are an incredible band. And uh, one question we like to ask every artist that we get on the phone with, uh, it's it's kind of a weird one. But uh, if you could pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got it, Trevor. Ooh, I have a scar on my pubis. Uh-oh from a hernia operation oh and i okay. i got the hernia at band practice i remember the exact moment like feeling it pop like during a scream oh my god so uh <laughs> it, it definitely definitely sucks uh the surgery sucked i mean people have been through a lot worse hernias than i have sure. but uh you can't sit up the first day it feels like you did three billion like sit-ups or crunches yeah like you have to like roll out of bed to do anything and oh it's pretty God. miserable. But, um, that definitely, t- uh, you know, had me reassessing my, uh, approach to vocals and, you know, finding avenues that were more educated. So I wouldn't, uh, you know, do it again. Burst your pub. Don't burst your pubis on us, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my Pubis is such a great word, right? Right. 
Uh, our, well, uh, we were just talking with uh, Trevor from Black Dahlia Murder. Verminous is coming out April 17th on Metal Blade Records. You can pre-order it. Uh, make sure uh, next time they come through town, who knows? Uh, we're, we're on a weird time frame here in the world, as we all are. But, you know, next time they come through town, uh, pick up the album, pick up a T-shirt. Uh, I know that, like, underground metal bands... Su- like uh certainly you can use the support uh is there uh anything you want to say to the northwest audience uh ahead of this record or uh while we have you here for you oh uh, well yeah thanks to anybody that's uh going the extra mile and pre-ordering the album it means a lot to us and we are assembling a tour for the fall nice right now across the u.s a headliner in hopes that this will all be blown over by then mm-hmm. Uh, so people will get their chance to see us and hear the new tunes. Yeah. And, uh, so far, the package is really, really awesome. It's going to be a very big tour, but I can't really reveal too much about that at this point, as you imagine. But yeah, man, we'll see you all soon, man. Once we weather the storm. Hell yeah, man. Trevor, thank you so much, dude. Oh, thanks for having me, man. It's been fun. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 